I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison. This is the Double X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files today. It's about, uh, comas. It's about comas. You know, those little, they're those little dashes that go between your sentences to tell you where to breathe. Mm, Not these kinds. Mm. Oh, what kind are you talking about? The one where you go sleepy sleep in the Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, it definitely, I mean, we did watch an episode of the Twilight Zone. We sure did. Um, yeah. And it was bad. Is this another case of the mm, uh, mm, writers not knowing what to do with a lot of their characters, so they just put them in a coma? Yeah, absolutely it is. 100%. This was a bad episode, and the writers should feel really bad. (laughs) I love that little tune. I wonder, um, now, when you went to uh, television writing school. Yeah, TV college. Yeah, TV college um, that you paid real money for. And okay, well, you frankly, don't have to fucking rub it in. <laughs> frankly, you're still paying real money for. Um, no, no, that one's paid off, bud. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's the four-year university that still got me under their fucking teat. Oh, it's the bone school. It's the bone school, yeah. Dang, dang. Um, well, when you went to TV college, did they, was there a class on, like, writing about comas? Yeah, yeah, there actually was. Really? It was, like, the best way to get your character into a coma, the best way to get your character out of a coma, <laughs> like, coma thematics, which character is the best character to put into a coma. <laughs> when you're out of ideas, put your character into a coma. Writes itself. Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite coma episode? Oh, my God. I just realized. What? Yes. Um, my favorite coma episode of television that I'm sure I've talked about before on this podcast is from season four of uh, The O.C. And it's oh. when Ryan and Taylor were in comas at the same time and they were in each other's <laughs> coma dreams. <laughs> you can't do that, buddy. <laughs> you can and you should because it was awesome. <laughs> that's like that's like masterclass comas. Yeah, no, that's like, you don't do that unless you really know what you're doing. They always say in writing, like, follow the rules, and you should only break the rules if you're, like, really in a familiar enough with the rules to know how to break the rules in a way that works, and that's what they did there. <laughs> They're like, we're going to play in the space, the coma space. Yeah, we're, you know, it was season four, they had a short order, they had nothing left to lose, and uh, they are just partying. Is that, like, a jump the shark moment, the coma? Not for the OC. (laughs) (laughs) Honesty. Honesty is very good. Yeah, it's important. Okay, let us uh, do that descriptiono for this episode, season nine, episode 11. You got it, Pallarino. Um, We watched this episode. You just said the number of it, so I don't need to say it again. It's called Audrey (laughs) Pauly. Uh, And here's the description. When Reyes is injured in a car accident, she finds herself trapped in a netherworld between life and death. Her only hope lies with a hospital worker who can bridge both worlds. I feel like every single character 
that we know and love, except for Brad, has been in a coma in this season of The X-Files. Oh, everyone's been in a fucking coma. I'd love to see the Brad coma episode. You know that one's going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be sexy. Oh, it would be so sexy. He you would know, go to just... a sexy netherworld. No, nah, no, nah, he just has a huge bone. Just like, the, a whole huge the whole time. The whole time. They're like, we don't know what to do about this. And then Whoa. the climax of the movie is that finally it goes down and then they have to use those little paddles on it and yell code. <laughs> on his balls? Yeah. Can you get a can you get a boner in your coma if you get a sexy coma? I feel like yeah, your brain's doing all kinds of electrical impulses, so I feel like you probably can. You probably can, huh? Wow. Yeah. That's embarrassing. <laughs> For me and my coma? It's <laughs> my dick straight out, bro. <laughs> okay. Now, I have a very important question for you. Yeah. Dog owners are faithful, dependable, and comfortable to be around. Um, so what are cat owners? Well, first of all, I know that that initial part isn't true because you have a dog. And secondly, <laughs> hold on. You got slammed. Wow. Burnt from across the city. <laughs> I used my laser beams. Uh, oh. Uh, okay. What, what's, uh, what's cat owners then? Cat owners are aloof. <laughs> Yeah. Cat owners are individualistic and uh cat owners are extremely tolerant of bullshit. <laughs> and they fucking gas out the joint with the nasty farts. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Plus, you know, a lot of cat owners um like me especially um after we take a dump, then we stand up, we run to a different part of the house and we just sort of like swipe our feet at the ground. <laughs> it's that run that really makes it. Yeah, you gotta be out of there like a fucking bat out of hell if you want to make it work. See, uh, dog owners, we um, squat to poop and then do a little squat shuffle and and poop in a line, actually. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Look, (laughs) is Doggett a dog or a cat person? Well, if he's a cat person, his name would be Catit. Well, you solved it. (laughs) Look, closing my notes, case closed. <laughs> Done. Those are the facts, Matt. I have I have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> I was going to make I was going to make a case that John Doggett is a parrot person, but I can't anymore. I think Doggett's a cat person. You think he's a cat person? I think he's a cat person. I think yeah. he's the kind of person that just likes to be like snuggled up watching, you know, the Mets or whoever on TV, and he's got a little cat under his arm, and they're just snuggling together, and he's enjoying it. He doesn't need a big, woofy dog. No, he don't need a big, woofy dog. Or he needs a small dog that's kind of like a cat, but cuter. I could could see see him with, like, a a whippet. Oh, no, a little Iggy. What's an Iggy? An uh, uh, Italian greyhound. Oh, yeah, with a little sweater? Yeah, with a little sweater. They're on favorite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Monica Reyes gets hit by a drunk driver. Yeah, I mean, after after some intense rom-com energy, she certainly does. 
I thought John Doggett loves Scully. No, 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 no. Um, no. Now he loves Monica Reyes and she loves him very much. <laughs> the writers have told us from high on the mountain, forget the, the Don Doggett and Scully thing. It's not about Monica Reyes. We're going to take a, take it in another little direction here. I guess because Scully's that like Virgin Mary figure. Scully's, like, unattainable. Like, he can't have her because she loves Fox Mulder, who's maybe dead or something. I don't know. (laughs) He hopped on that train and he ran into the desert and we've never seen him again. And she'll never get over it. She'll never love anyone else, so. No, 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 no. Um, So now it's it's Reyes because John Doggett apparently is the kind of person who just falls in love with anyone he spends 80% of his time with. Girl, talk to me girl is nice woman is nice to me woman i mean hey no shade i'm the same way (laughs) (laughs) oh man if someone smiles at me like fucking i'm picking up my dying DoorDash order and a fucking cute person comes to deliver my burritos and i can they kind of look like they're smiling behind the mask that they and they walk away to give me six feet i'm like oh man i'm gonna marry that person (laughs) Corny, I gotta tell you, before before this, like, literally right before quarantine started, I was at one of our favorite bakeries, um, and there's a very cute person that works the counter there, and oh. as I was leaving, they they said, uh, like, stay safe, dear, or, or something like that, uh, yeah. with, like, a very intimate epithet on the end, and oh. I have been just, like, nibbling on that for the past <laughs> month and a half. <laughs> just, just a crumb of intimacy. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been, like, just the, uh, parceling it out a little bit each day. Like, remember how they looked? Remember how they said that? Remember how that felt? Like, just, you can just have a little bit every day. <laughs> Wrap it up, keep it in the freezer, and take some out for a treat. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I've been doing. Have you seen them again? Did you go to- No, because I haven't been out of the house, because oh, yeah. I'm, you know, it's bad yeah. out there for me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but it's so close. I know. Oh. Well, good news is that we are um, slightly and cautiously uh, 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 opening up BC next weekend. Yes. So um, maybe. Based on, you know, yeah. our existing projections and things, it seems like it is okay for BC to do that. A lot of places not okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're at, we're around mid 300 cases, I think. Um, yeah, which is funny because I was talking to a friend of mine from DC, and they are in the two thousands, and they're opening oh, up yeah. too. So <laughs> yeah, they're they're in it. They're in the the shit. They're in it. They're in it. Um, also, Shanghai Disney is open, and that made me cry for a whole afternoon watching those videos. It was oh, real no. nice. <laughs> oh my little that's, man, that's my nibbling. That's mine. Okay, I just watch Disney videos and just have a little emotional treat for myself. It's very sweet. Okay. So, Monica Reyes is in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, okay, so she's in a coma. She wakes up. She's in a hospital, but it's, like, kind of different than it because there's no words in it. And then she walks out the front door. Boom. She's in a giant void. The hospital's floating in a giant void. And Chris Carter's big head comes up, and he says, you're in the Twilight Zone. (laughs) And And, it spins um, out, and his eyes are replaced with clocks. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And she's like, oh, dang, that's not great. Uh, And there's some other people there. Well... 
can I tell you um, a little treat I had uh, this episode? Please. Okay, you know how I've had some trouble from the library. Yes. <laughs> you know how, you know, when I rent episodes of this podcast, or oh. <laughs> not this podcast, that'd be weird. Um, when I when I rent episodes of this, this TV show from the library, sometimes it's yeah. been bad quality. Totally. Um, this episode, I realized uh, during the um, do-do-do-do-do-do's that it was sped up 1.5 times. Hey, but you gotta find a better library. I would disagree because it took me less time to watch this episode than you did, but I got everything. <laughs> Honestly, this episode was so slow that it probably did not even, like, it probably was meant to be watched at 1.5 speed. The cold open, I did not even notice that it was sped up. <laughs> you didn't even, what, you didn't hear the words that they were saying and they didn't sound like little chipmunks? They did, kind of, but I just thought it was the sound mixing. <laughs> Oh, John, you're so dependable. Thank you, Monica. Well. <laughs> oh, but my then, God. But then. You just the thought do- they truly failed at the sound mixing. Yeah. And, well, yeah. And then the do-do-do-do-do-do's, uh, that theme song, 1.5 times, fucking bangs. Does it rip? It fucking, it's fire, my dude. It is Oh, my God. So I gotta check good. that out. Oh, it's so good. So good. Anyway. Monica Reyes is in a coma. For me, slightly faster coma than you. <laughs> Her heart rate was elevated for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, there's this woman. She, I could not deal with her. First, Firstly. <laughs> the writers couldn't either, though. First, The first reason that I could not deal with her, the titular Audrey Polly, is that she looks... I swear to God, like a Kristen Wiig character from SNL. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Like the big turtleneck, the like vacant stare. She looks a little sad and lost. Like it's straight up just she was a Kristen Wiig character and I could not deal with it. Yes. Um, Uh, And secondly. What's number two? She falls into the category of characters that the X-Files loves uh, that I like to call, quote unquote, the simple waif. Oh, yeah. Spooky person with a learning disorder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, ooh, this person uh, just, like, can create pocket dimensions, but that's about it. But she cannot weed. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's just so offensive. It just sucks so hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if everyone whose brain don't work right had a special spooky power? Look, I would love to be able to make pocket dimensions. That would be fucking dope. Um, yeah, it was just, it's all, it's all old hat at this, at this, this episode. Yeah, it's, and then, then, like, yeah, you just kind of, like, run through the whole thing, and she's like, I can't help you, and then Monica's like, get a message to John, tell him, (gasps) he's a dog person, and then dog's like, she, dog, it says, she's alive still, and, you know, it's a whole thing, and Audrey Polly has a, a dollhouse, in, in of the hospital in her basement bedroom because she lives at the hospital because the nuns let her and it's like because <laughs> she has a learning disorder so she can't yeah. rent the house by herself exactly it's like what what do the writers think is happening inside this character's head nothing nothing they think i think believe that they think she has absolutely zero inner life <laughs> which is well, frankly cruel none of their characters do though frankly 
No, that's true. But like, there's a point near the end where Monica is begging Audrey to help her get out of there. And she's like, you know, it's basically like Monica is this like savior who's like, you can do this. You created this world and you could change it however you want. And Audrey says, there's something wrong, you know, up here. And she points to her brain. And then she point, and then she says down here, and then she points at her crotch. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I have the yeast infection. <laughs> I have a headache, and I'm horny. Uh, she, that happens to me all the time, by the way. Um, oh, man, you know, it's just like it's so trite at this point, and I can't handle another goddamn second of it. Now, you're missing the biggest and boldest uh, scoop that the X-Files is making and chose to make in this episode, and mm-hmm. it is, um, you shouldn't donate your organs. Oh, that's a big swing that they were doing for sure. <laughs> the whole conflict here is Monica Reyes is in Dollhouse Limbo slash The Twilight Zone, and she's alive up there. Uh, but her body ain't, and um, so while the doctors say, you know, she's brain dead, and Skelly even comes in and says, you know, she's brain dead, um, there's someone who needs the organs, and we're going to have a heart transplant or whatever, uh, Doggett is fighting against it because he still feels like she is alive, and there's a crime going on or something. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's a... that's a big that's a big platform to stand on, huh? The X Files. And in the classic style of his predecessor Fox Mulder, he's right. He's right. He is right. Like the bad doctor has been drugging these people to make them appear brain dead, I guess, and then harvesting their organs without you know, just cause. Wait, is that okay, I got that the doctor was poisoning them. Yeah. But did we establish that he's like benefiting from the organ transplant? No, we didn't. <laughs> I don't believe that we established that at any point. Is he just like I really am fucking horny for transplanting livers into other people? I got to get this I got- done. <laughs> I got to help these people at the expense of these other people. <laughs> I got to do it. Cuz he came off as like maliciously killing people yeah i mean he did two murders of like like non-patients he killed a nurse and he killed audrey polly oh i forgot about the nurse that's right okay so he's killed altogether he killed four people yeah and we're not sure why (laughs) we're absolutely not sure why he just has look when you are a doctor and you have that much power to put something in a needle and just push it into someone and feel the life drain out of their hands, it's normal. I just, like, I'm trying to look at the Wikipedia page. It gives absolutely no expe- explanation. Really? Really? Yeah. Wikipedia, you're usually here to help us. They don't know why he's doing it either. <laughs> um, Isn't there a... M- movie about this very very thing where it's doctors killing people to sell their but but that movie it's like you sell your organs they're making money on the black market yeah but there was no mention of the black market in this episode no and there was like specific mention that they were already setting up like 
lines for those organs to go to needing donors like around the United States. Like that was specifically discussed yeah. in the episode. Yeah. Okay. Like that's a lot of paper trail, man. You can't just say you're going to send it to a lady in Minnesota and give it to some other guy. Yeah, John Doggett starts sniffing around cuz he thinks there's a crime. Um but I like it doesn't establish that there is a crime <laughs> except for murder. Yeah. Yeah. Murder's uh, a big crime. Um <laughs> wow. <laughs> so is this episode. So there's also the only other thing that I care to talk about personally um is that there is a scene in uh John Doggett's head where he is reliving dropping off, Monica dropping him off and they they do a kiss and I yeah. I'm so starved for intimacy that I got a little thrill out of it. Did you really? I was like, "Oh, I can fuck with that. My strong wife. <laughs> my beautiful, strong <laughs> wife and my wonderful bloodhound boy. <laughs> now, I got a thrill out of the very good writing um, of this episode. Uh, oh, as yeah? you know, um, my favorite line came out of Mo- Monica Reyes' mouth uh, when she was in the dollhouse zone. And it said, you can't die if you're already dead. Which backs up my theory that I'm alive. She fucking got you there, bro. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> got you on that one. Can't debate that. <laughs> well, not dead, because I'm alive. <laughs> okay, well, good. I'm not dead, because I'm alive. So if I'm alive, then I'm not dead, because if I can breathe, then I must have lungs. Look, Monica Reyes forgot about double death, and that's okay. You know what? <laughs> It happens to the best of us. I constantly forget about double death and triple life. Oh, triple life? Mmm. That would be great. Well. Yeah. Actually, wouldn't that just be reincarnation? Maybe. Can I be a cat? (laughs) No, you're John Doggett's small dog. Okay, actually, that would be pretty good. Um, so... What else do we have to talk about this very bad episode? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Really breaking my balls here. I got, I, I have, you know, there's one thing about the community, oh, the communication between Audrey and jo- Doggett and uh, Monica was not great. Like, the first message that, she says is your friend loves you very much and for monica that could mean any number of people that could be yeah brad yeah where the fuck was brad by the way where the fuck was brad where was scully was here there's a reason for scully to be here where was brad though and okay here's the thing okay Doggett is like, okay, I figured it out. She's in this dollhouse that's also this lady's mind. And then Skelly keeps pressing him to, like, explain to her what his proof is that he... And he's like, I can't tell you. You'll think I'm crazy. I'm like, Doggett, do you know where you are? Do you know what show this is? Just fucking out with it. Like, first of all, it's not that crazy. And the writers of the X-Files couldn't have known how truly buck wild things were going to get. But... It's just like, just say it. Just say it. Just say it. You've been in how many seasons? Like, you know. I'm not has, buying this act anymore. Has, has, now has, um, 
Has John Doggett seen aliens? I mean, I he's don't seen Skelly's, do- Skelly's baby. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, I have one last thing I do want to talk about. And okay. uh, it is the fake fall. The fake fall. So, um, I don't know. John Doggett goes through Audrey Polly to says, you've got to fight, Monica, because or else the organs are going to be harvested. And so Audrey Polly dies because the doctor kills her. And then she tells Monica that you got to jump out of the dollhouse. And so Monica yep. Reyes the, and the actor who plays uh, Monica Reyes does a big jump and falls. But I think it's like a green screen. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure she was on her feet when she was green screening. <laughs> Well, this is what draws, drive, drove me wild about this, was, like, she doesn't jump. She just opens oh. her arms up and lets herself fall off the ledge. Yeah, and I was like, does. do a fucking cannonball, at least. Like, do something cool. Do a jackknife. You don't want to go belly first into the ether. That's going to hurt when you hit it. Did I ever tell you the time where my family and I went to Universal Studios and they chose me to do the green screen fall at the, um, at the Vertigo show? If you have, I don't remember. <laughs> there was a, a show. What's the uh, Alfred Hitchcock show? And so oh, yeah. they they chose people to do like the stunts from the Alfred Hitchcock movies. And they chose me to do the fall off of the Empire State. No, the lady, the green lady. Who's the green the lady? Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Uh, as my kids say, the freedom goddess. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was very cool. I got to do a fake fall in a green screen. That is really cool. Yeah, it was a very good memory. And my dad got to be the uh, shower scene psycho lady. Oh, nice. Family, family, family that slays together stays together. Can I tell you a thing about how I feel about theme parks? Well, okay, you can, but you have to be very careful. (laughs) I know, and I I know I have to be so careful, but this is truly how I feel. Wait, wait. So 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 careful, because my heart. I don't want. I don't want you to start crying. But my heart. This. My heart. You don't. You don't want to break your baby boy's heart, there, Al. This is the truth of how I feel. Okay. And it's a part of me. Okay. I don't like mascot characters. <gasps> Interesting. And Tell I never have. Why. Like, I think it's tied into how I don't like Halloween. Like, I don't like seeing people in costume. I would always cry in Santa's lap. Like, it makes me super uncomfortable to be around someone that I know is in costume. And I think part of that is that I know that there is inherent freedom uh, to being in costume that you can say and do things you wouldn't normally. But, <laughs> like, as a child at Disneyland... I is, was so upset anytime I got near any one of those motherfuckers. Is it just that they're pretending to be someone else and you know that they're not that person? Yeah, but also, like, they could do anything. They don't, they don't have <laughs> to be held responsible mean? for their actions. What do you mean they can do anything? They can they're do in anything. costume. They're in, yeah, but they're not, like, their hands aren't God down their pants. God knows what's happening in there. <laughs> what, pa- what do you mean? <laughs> I just, like... I just don't care for it. I want to speak to someone face to face. I want to look them in the eyes. I want to do a predator handshake. And that's that. Okay, I want to so- see someone in a big puffy soft costume. What about, okay, so like in Universal Studios, they have Marilyn Monroe and Lucy Old Balls walking around. Are they okay? 
Oh, that's borderline, man. That's really, really? borderline for me. You can see their faces. They're not. I doing don't. Any, they're not doing any funny stuff. I don't know about that. I don't know about all that. Look, what it sounds like to me is you need to em- embrace the world of the theme park and the theme park mascot. I oh, I just truly like I've always hated parades. Wow. I told you I I moonlit as a mascot, right? In a parade. <laughs> I know, and I just can't I've never looked at you the same way since. Oh boy. Look, my goal after all this is over is to go to every single theme park in the United States and Canada. So, and you are definitely coming in my little RV, um, <laughs> and I'll make you love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'll I'll come with you. I won't do the scary rides, and no. I won't like the mascots, but I'll be there. <laughs> how about okay? How about Dollywood? Uh, yes, Dolly in a heartbeat. Parton. Absolutely. Yeah, she's okay? No, I meant yeah. as the mascot. Dolly Parton is the mascot. Yeah, no, that's because she's like a real human person well, that's being herself. Is she? Uh, 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 is this an x Oh, no. I forgot to tell you. It's someone wearing a Dolly Parton suit. <laughs> oh, is it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. You got me. Oh, you know what? Let's rate this fucker. I'm done. Okay. Please, thank you. No, wait. I have a how it should have ended. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'll tell you. I would love for you to tell me. So, Monica Reyes, she uh, dives in, sorry, she falls face first into the unknown, into the ether, and uh, the screen goes black. And then the screen uh, cuts to a small boy. He's playing with a snow globe. Yes. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. We've been Tommy Westfald. <laughs> Not again. He's I here. I can't fucking tell you how many times this has happened to me. He's here and he's autistic. And he looks at the snow globe, which is, I don't know, Mulder's desk or something. <laughs> And, I get you know, Tommy Westfall all the goddamn time. And you know, his father just don't understand why he's staring at the snow globe. Oh, boy. We established that St. Elsewhere and X-Files happen in the same universe, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. I think it was through Law and Order. Is that Definitely through Law and Order. Because the, the guy from Law and Order is on an X-Files episode, yeah, I think. that's right. Yeah, we've been St. elsewhere my friend. Constantly. Constantly. Constantly it happens. Constantly. Though I would accept that ending because that would mean that we were done. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that would be huge for anymore. me personally. We wouldn't have to watch anymore. That's it. Anyway, that's my uh, how I should have ended. Let's rate this fucker. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is not spooky. Five is uh, so spooky. I'm going to give this a uh, fucking, I don't know. I guess, like, it makes me think about death. And that's like a one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Not afraid of mortality. Love it. (laughs) Well, that car crash out of nowhere. That I, you you know what? That is a 1.5 right there. I hate car crashes out of nowhere. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, I rate on a rage scale. It goes one, which is a great episode, all the way to 
First person shooter, the worst episode we've watched to date. I will point out the X-Files is running out of opportunities to get that coveted <laughs> very, number one. Very quickly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this an eight. Yeah. That's bad. Bad. It was bad. It was bad, bad. to watch with my eyes and my oh. brain. Yeah, just no more comas, actually. Please. No more comas. No more, like, waif. No more waif women. <laughs> No more spooky people with with that are non-neurotypical, okay? <laughs> yeah, like, it's just not, I cannot with it. Nope, cannot. Uh, you know what I can? What can you? I can, I, what, I can, uh, podcasts <laughs> that belong to the major cast network. Oh, like this one? Have you ever wondered what happens in the Silmarillion? What does Jenko Jean stand for? And how many people can you fit inside of one? And what the gosh darn heck are the ice capades? We found out all about that shit, so you don't have to. <laughs> I'm Liam. I'm Eric. And I'm Big Papa. Nope, he's God Tom. Damn it. And we're the hosts of We Are Experts, a show where we speculate wildly about stuff we know nothing about, only to learn what we were wrong about. Doing research, learning things, making our way in the world. And only wasting your time for half of a podcast episode. Oh, welcome to We Are Experts, the world's only short comedy podcast. Every Friday on the Matrix Network, or wherever you find fine literature. Or podcasts. Especially that one. I can't. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for Predictionos. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. I think it is time for Predictionos, and it's your turn. And I don't remember what I predicted. I don't know. It's... And I don't think it was right. I don't think it was right. Though I think I remember saying if there was another coma, I would stop watching the X-Files. So I don't know if I can go back on my practice, but... No, we're cursed. <sighs> okay. We are uh, tied at three quarters of a point. Correct. And uh, we are coming up here on season nine, episode 12. Mm -hmm. That episode title is Underneath. Okay, hmm. I'm going Mole Man. Mole Man. Yeah. There's a serial killer. Doggett has been hunting this serial killer forever. And he can't catch the serial killer. You know why? Because he's a mole man. <laughs> He's a mole man. Okay, I'll give you half a point for serial killer. Yeah. Half a point for mole man slash chud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Do you know what's wild? What? <laughs> the first thing that this episode title makes me think of is like when I was in junior high and the first time I ever heard the song Underneath Your Clothes by Shakira Shakira. Yeah. And I was like, this is the most sexual song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Underneath your clothes, there's a something story. <laughs> there's the man I chose. Oh, 
Yeah. She's, she's doing, like, laundry in the music video. And I remember watching it and being like, this is sexual. And I'm not gay. <laughs> the the uh, one that did it for me is Crash. Crash. It's really horned up. That affected a lot of people. Yeah. Uncomfortably horned up, actually. <laughs> And this is coming from, like, uh, one of the people who, when singing the Backstreet Boys, did not sing the word sexual. <laughs> just mouthed it. What did you say? Oh, just mouthed it. You didn't like that yeah. word? You didn't like that word? I did word? not. I was very uncomfortable. The three things that I knew was that definitely a girl, definitely not gay, and super uncomfortable about sex. <laughs> you know, I love that song because it's just like a bunch of dudes supporting how horny their other friend is. I truly, you know what? And they're monsters. And that's my aesthetic now in 2020. Horny ass supportive monsters. Yeah, that's all I care about. Heck yes. Okay, let's, hey, let's flush this one down the toilet, shall we? Please. Until next time, the truth truth is is out out there. there. (laughs) Am I sexual? Yeah. yeah. Am I everything you need? You better rock, rock your, your body, body now. Everybody. <laughs> You'll splice that together so it sounds good, right? Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major. <laughs>